The documentary you're about to watch puts many pieces together. It shows you the way they stole our voice in our nation, leading to the enslavement of our people. It is indisputable, factual, and it shows you the consequences of a stolen society as our January Sixers languish in jail for a crime that was never committed. By the end, you will understand the magnitude of the sacrifices made and the prescription for getting our country back. It will take prayer, faith, action, and it will take you. We have much more that needs to be done, and with God's grace, we will succeed in releasing our people from what only can be considered bondage. Enjoy the film. It will be the beginning of a true understanding for many of you, and yet a continuation of understanding for others. Everything in this film is true, and no matter what the liars say, and no matter what they do, this will be the place we start from in restoring order, fighting for the soul of our nation, and taking our nation back for the people. May God bless and protect you. Presentation. The following presentation has been rated P for Propaganda. Meet Chad. He's eager to participate in his civic duty by voting in the most secure, state-of-the-art, democratic digital voting system ever. Hi, I'm Chad, and I can't wait to vote today. Chad begins by arriving at his local voting precinct. He is greeted by our very cheerful and friendly volunteers. Hello, and welcome to River Valley Precinct 1. Hi, I'm Chad, and I am really looking forward to voting today. Our voting journey begins with our highly secure and accurate digital poll book. This is the detailed record of all registered voters in Chad's precinct and state, making it impossible for anyone but Chad to vote in our safe and secure election. After checking in with our fine volunteers, Chad is handed a new ballot and directed to a series of available voting booths. He will fill in ovals for his preferred candidates with our special marker. Thank you. In some fortunate polling places, there is an option to make all of the voting decisions on a completely digital device, much like a touchscreen tablet or a modern slot machine. Wow, I voted. Well, easy there, Tiger. Not quite yet. Next, you have to enter your ballot into our ultra-secure digital tabulation machine from Domination Systems Incorporated, the Dominator 5000. That's amazing. What does it do? The Dominator 5000 takes every ballot cast at this polling place and totals the results inside of the tabulator. Our award-winning staff will be standing by for all your needs to ensure that your ballot is safely and securely delivered. That sounds incredible. It doesn't just sound incredible, Chad. It is incredible. And that means you have officially voted. Congratulations! Am I finished? Well, you may be finished voting, Chad, but your vote has a long way to go. In fact, it may have a late night. After this polling place closes, the final tabulation is transferred via an ultra-secure ballot data delivery device. Okay, I see. One of our poll workers takes the data storage device and puts it into the county's central election management system. From the election management system, it is sent to the Secretary of State's office via a highly secure digital transmission. So, is my vote delivered through the internet? <laughs> no, Chad. None of the machines hook up to the internet. They are protected by the air gap. Wow, I had no idea my vote was so secure. It sure is, Chad. It's not only secure, it's safe and effective. Now, you may be wondering how all of the TV stations can get the voting results so fast. I sure do. Well, after it leaves the Secretary of State's office, the vote totals are sent via that same highly secure digital transmission system. Then the results are resent out and transmitted back to the TV stations for election night reporting. 
That makes a lot of sense. So there you have it, Chad. That is how your vote is tabulated and processed in the most secure, state-of-the-art, democratic digital voting system ever. I feel so great about voting. But wait, Chad, there's more. Ensuring the sacredness of your vote comes with a fully backed guarantee from the U.S. government. Any misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation coming from domestic threats will be instantly eliminated, and any perpetrators will be removed to a safe and secure location. Sounds like my democracy. No. Our democracy is being protected. Not only can I vote safely and securely, I can make sure I'm safe and secure for other voters. Ouchie. Thank you. Great job. You have successfully participated in the most safe and secure, state-of-the-art, democratic digital voting system ever. I have a recurring dream about a theater and a movie that keeps the people asleep. A feed. I'm awake. They are not. What happened? A rigged election removed the most powerful political figure in the world. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. Followed by the greatest false flag in U.S. history to cover it up. This wasn't the first time the government lied to the American people. What you will see is an accumulation of facts and disturbing patterns of behavior. There's weapons of mass destruction. Nope, no weapons over there. Weapons of mass destruction. Maybe under here. This wasn't the first time a U.S. president was removed from power. Only to be replaced by power-hungry jackals, dangerous clowns, <laughs> and cackling hyenas. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. This wasn't the first time we saw pawns pay a price. Or the innocent sacrificed for a narrative. Yes, we've seen this story before. But we've never experienced the all-in, go-for-broke nature of what led up to November 3rd, 2020, all at once. Water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena is where they were counting the absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county. And now the tabulation has stopped. They've all stopped counting for the night. What made all of this possible? The eviction of God from the home, our schools, from our universities. Pray and act to end the sin of abortion. And yes, even the church. Just as a person can choose whether the Holy Spirit will lead him, so a nation can choose. And our country needs a savior right now, and our country has a savior. And that's not me. That's somebody much higher up than me. Just as a person can choose darkness over the light, a nation can do the same. President Trump claims the election was stolen. The assertions range from constitutional arguments to sweeping conspiracy theories. They need massive personnel now. Can you get the Maryland National Guard to come too? And I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness, and siege of the halls of Congress. And I was shaken to the core. And the Oscar goes to. Believe in God or not, what we have witnessed is the demonic come to life in America. Faustian deals negotiated, signed, and sealed by oath-swearing politicians. If I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in. The president has put in place an organization that contains the kind of database mm -hmm. that no one has ever seen before in life. And that database will have information about 
everything on every individual. The devil has called for delivery on a thousand bargains struck. Packs made with vanity seeking celebrities. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? Chief Commander. On this earth? <laughs> then in a world we can't see. When the nation evicts the Holy Spirit, something else will come to inhabit our institutions. The spirit of Baal or Mammon replaced our love of God with a love of money. The spirit of Ishtar doled our sense of duty and virtue by replacing it with an addiction to pleasure and comfort. And once our morality was compromised and we became lazy to our plight, the spirit Moloch lurked in the shadows to slaughter the unborn and traffic the innocent. But one spirit in particular opened the door for the others, the spirit of fear. This didn't happen out of the blue. We've been tested and studied like lab rats for generations. The Marxist engineers of society knew full well the power of social conformity and peer pressure. Take the Ash Line experiment. A volunteer is told that he is taking part in a visual perception test. What he doesn't know is that the other participants are actors, and he is the only person taking part in a real test, which is actually about group conformity. The actors have been told to match the wrong lines. The volunteer will be monitored to see if he gives the correct answer, or if he goes along with the opinion of the group and gives the wrong answer. In the first test, the correct answer is two. Uh, one. 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 Two. One. In the second test, the correct answer is once again, two. Three. 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 The Ash experiment has been repeated many times, with the results supported again and again. Humans will conform even when we don't believe what other people are saying. Social engineering through fear could be seen in the lead up to the 2020 election over and over again. I don't think uh, people should be voting today. People die. I have to come down here today and risk my life. Many Americans have wondered how the Germans could allow the atrocities of the Holocaust to happen right under their noses. Yet, Americans have been studied for years to see if they themselves could become instruments of death for other Americans. Psychologist Stanley Milgram looked at how humans responded to authority and how they were induced to obey unjust regimes and participate in atrocities. He set up an experiment. Volunteers were told they were taking part in scientific research to improve memory. Separated by a screen, the teacher would ask the learner questions in a word game and administer an electric shock when the answer was incorrect. He was told to increase the voltage with each wrong answer. Answer. Wrong. 150 volts. Answer, horse. Experiment, that's all. Get me out of here. Get me out of here, please. Continue, please. Go right on. The experiment requires you continue, teacher. Please continue. Participants didn't know that the learner was really an actor and the so-called electric shocks harmless. You're gonna get a shock, 180 volts. I can't stand the pain, let me out of here. Stand it, I'm not gonna kill that man, eh? I mean, who's gonna take the responsibility if anything happens to that gentleman? I'm responsible for anything that happens here. Continue, please. Two thirds of the volunteers were prepared to administer a potentially fatal electric shock when encouraged to do so by what they perceived as a legitimate authority figure. In this case, a man in a white coat. I think something's happened to that boy in there. I don't get no answer. He was hollering on less voltage. Can't you check in and see if he's all right, please? 
Milgram's results revealed that decent American citizens were as capable of committing acts violating their own conscience, just as the Germans had done under the Nazis. Figures throughout history have tried to warn us about the peril to come, such as Soviet communist defector Yuri Bezmenov. To change the perception of reality of every American, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. First one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. This is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students exposed to the ideology of the enemy. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. What matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The United States is basically completed already. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. Burks reveals that she and Dr. Fauci were lying to the president and to the American people about their COVID protocols. She admits to making things up, altering COVID reports and misinforming us in the name of public safety. We've really worked on messaging to the American people about these 15 days to stop the spread. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. That is what the new normal is going to be. How did the theft of the 2020 election happen? We've been demoralized. We've been destabilized. And COVID presented the crisis to bring it all about. And if you're looking for the most explicit sign of normalization, look no further than Joe Biden being sworn in. This is your new normal. Now you might be saying, okay, we get it. The government is bad. The media lies. Water is wet. But who exactly is the disheveled man I'm looking at? To answer your question, I suppose it depends on who you ask. My critics will tell you I'm a nobody from nowhere, a pseudo-academic, an election denier, whatever the hell that means an existential threat to democracy. But it wasn't always that way. My name is David. Suffice it to say, there was a time I had a classroom and could teach students to discern truth from lies. But in the wake of an experimental jab, teaching students about the dangers of Big Pharma and holding the government accountable was now forbidden. He must get vaccinated or get tested weekly and wear a mask in the classroom. As you can see, I am not wearing a mask. Why is that? Because you're six feet away? No, because I haven't lost my mind. That's why. He has openly and notoriously and continuously undermined those policies. Your rules and regulations have an effect on the legal environment. I teach consumer protection. The first class of the semester. The first class was consumer protection. No, the and first so class of- I talked about had something to do with consumer protection. That's right. It was the first class of the course for the semester. Yes. I posted my syllabi. I asked my students to review it before showing up to class. And then we started. And there was no, no greater teaching example on consumer protection than to talk about policies that are designed to scare the hell out of our students and deceive them about their safety if they put on a mask. That's a deceptive practice and it violates federal law because we're telling our students that somehow their risk is mitigated by putting on that mask and that is not true. 
What culpability or responsibility does this university bear for that? So yes, you may have a rule or regulation that says, Professor Clements, you can put a gun to that person's head and shoot them. And if you don't want to, you can leave. History's gonna judge us. And I guarantee you, it's not gonna judge you all kindly. You are calm and you're reasonable and you're articulate. They have to pull you off the stage. They absolutely have to. And the day after receiving the most prestigious award my college has to offer, I was suspended. They photoshopped me out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at that. Look at, you can see the paper. That's, that used to be your face? Yep. Two months later, I was terminated. Now unemployed, political operatives set their sights on stripping me of my law license for merely commenting about the November 3rd election. As a prosecutor, do you think there's enough information you've seen out there that we, we could actually, if we had serious prosecutors, we could start prosecuting crimes about the 2020 election? In a word, yes. And this is coming from someone who's helped secure eight first-degree murder convictions, helped take down a drug trafficking organization. I've maintained this for the past two years. I've never examined this much evidence about anything. So my critics jeer. Mr. Unemployed Professor, go and practice the law. Complaint after complaint was filed to strip me of my license. Five complaints, five investigations. All this for refusing a jab that hurts, names, and kills more than it helps. I don't mean to brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double vax, booster, clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice, so nice. All this for refusing the narrative over a clearly rigged 2020 election. So why continue the path I'm on? Because the truth is the truth. And when you see it, you can't unsee it. Welcome to my neighborhood. I'm a trailer park kid that came from nothing, got his doctorate, and did some special things. I'm a gray-haired punk rocker that used to play in dive bars until the government said I couldn't. We live a simple life. I'd like to get back to it. This window is down, not because I want it to be, but um, I've got an electrical short someplace. This is on the to-do list. We've got a lot of work that uh, we'd like to get to anyway. Lavish swimming pool. Only the best stainless steel appliances. Sometimes you gotta make things match what's what you got there. I'm a husband to a bride I adore. A father to beautiful children who in the midst of so much uncertainty created by their father still haven't lost their spark, their joy. I'm a sinner saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Since January 6th, all three of my children sleep together in our room on a pile of mattresses. As I travel, they keep watch over one another. We say our nightly prayers. I wake up 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, stepping over bodies. These are the three that are in rotation right now that many people uh, see me wear. This one I had to retire just recently because a hole needs to get elbow badges. That's another thing that we're gonna have to fix. Court, like we're gonna get So I interview experts, attorneys, fact witnesses, victims, wherever I can find them out of my garage. New Mexico. I partner with my wife to oversee canvases and audits 
A lot of investigation into our 2020 election, we found a lot of anomalies. We investigate, report, help write articles, and shout from the rooftops about the stolen election wherever we can, and plead with those that are free to support those that are not. Over 200 evidentiary presentations in 47 states. Add up the number of podcasts, interviews, radio shows, phone calls, and consultations over the last three years, and the number easily exceeds 1,000. I've spoken to Alaskan natives, New Yorkers in Times Square. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Professor David Clements here at the Trump Tower spoken to packed auditoriums and rooms with as few as six people where half the elderly audience fell asleep during my presentation. I've slept in places where my legs were an hour behind my head and I find myself in a paradox of sorts. Every day I wake up absolutely convinced we the people are going to win our country back. I have zero doubts. At the same time, I know I haven't reached enough people, that I haven't done enough, and that we're running out of time. Look no further than the 1,000 J6 families that have been devastated by a weaponized government. Dawn raids, doors kicked in, husbands pulled out of bed at gunpoint. your mouth, get in line, just behave or pay the fine. They're pulling on your backbone and taking out your spine. They want you weak, don't speak, don't question, don't think. Keep staring at Stop your after stop, city after city. But some places are more special than others. Oh Jesus, what happened to us? The fact that sitting here across from so many people across the country in our past have converged here and they'll converge in Washington, D.C., they'll converge in all these different places. I hope you I hope you can see that God is at work through all of us. And the right people have shown up on the on the scene. And we are dominating the court of public opinion. Dominating. It's not even close. As I stepped into the Capitol and saw real like Okay, yes, there really is broken glass. Like, this really did happen. It was at that point I realized they set us up. I knew it was a setup. I knew that this was something that they had effectively done to make the Trump movement, the MAGA movement, the Trump supporters, the American people look bad. I knew that. But I didn't think that that plan included me personally. A whole line of officers just let me walk right in. There was officers everywhere, you know, present, just... It was a total controlled situation. I was just in a state of prayer as I walked through the Capitol praying. I was very grieved. You know, at some point, just almost crying, and I, I probably did cry a couple times. You have family? Yes, sir. A wife and three children. Have you ever been in a cell before? No. It's a totally new experience. Gentlemen came down in, in suits and ties to come and put me in the chains and bring me up. and unnecessarily they totally rattle you what i read in there just the way they were it seemed like they were ashamed of what they were doing they were doing something that was wrong to an american citizen yeah for a sentence he sentenced me to 12 months in prison and then after that there'll be another year of of uh, parole My son has never been in trouble um, his whole life. Now finds himself with two felonies, no rights, and been locked up for two and a half years. Um, you know, but now over 900 days in, like, I can say I've been scared for his safety every day. He found a, a sick mouse and he did a little surgery on it with items he had there. It had a bot fly. So he did a surgery, removed the fly, cleaned it up, kept the wound clear, clean, and. The guys loved it. They called it MAGA Mouse, and they were all excited, and the guards found out, and everybody was scared that they were going to kill the mouse, like, you know, in the Green Mile. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they started worrying, and they managed to 
release the mouse in time, but you know, he saved his life. It went around as a story. He's, he's just very loving and caring. I lost my husband in 2018 and um, I don't remember a lot of that time. I kind of um, checked out. My kids thought, you know, it might kill me. Um, I thought it might kill me. Um, but you know, when this happened and someone takes your child from you, when you think that you've kind of lost everything, it really puts it into perspective. I still have my children. This completely brought me back to life. I had something to fight for. The next thing that's got to fall are these failed, corrupt institutions. We've got to evict the people there. And that's why I work mostly on elections and the machines, because I desperately want someone that's gone on record that said, if elected, you can expect a pardon for all J6ers and I, by all I mean there's some that don't deserve it but those are the unindicted fed co-conspirators those are the federal agents those people should be tried for treason but all of you factually innocent God-fearing lovely people you don't deserve the hell that's been thrust upon you and when God Almighty sits and takes that judgment seat it's over so do what you can to improve the terrain until there is freedom. They told me that I had had eight strokes, but one of them was a bad stroke, and I think that's probably the one that affects me more. We've been unjustly charged with something that we didn't do. My, my youngest son, Isaac, and, my, and Aaron, my stepson, they were both trying to administer care to somebody and they, they were, they've been charged with worse crimes than what I've been charged with. Somebody sprayed me with something that was very toxic to my eyes. They were forcing us to the opening. Doors flew open. I kind of had to sit somewhere because I couldn't see. We are going to go to court in Washington, D.C. this coming up February. I'm 64 years old. I've never experienced anything like this in my life, and I'm, I'm really dumbfounded and astounded that I'm facing something like this. I put my SIMS card back in my phone. Two unmarked cars pull in, surround me at the recycling center, and so they, did, they got me all in there, and that was, that was a lot of fun. I'd never done the whole get naked and, you know, lift your whatever. I'd never done that before. That was, that was really weird, but. There's about 100 guys out there, all just taking breaks, talking to their families, making their phone calls. This guy stands up all the way across the room, another inmate, and he's just like, you know, Zach Martin. He's like, is there Zach Martin in here? And did you just get arrested? He's like, were you at the Capitol? And they'd, they'd seen it on the, like, or heard it on the radio or something. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's me. And then he's just like, he just like high fives me and like all these prisoners are like at the table, like right next to her, are like reaching over the table, like, like shake my hand. I mean, it was the best trip to jail you could ever have, really. 20 years from now, I hope that we come here and gather on the other side of victory. God bless you all. Thank you. On January 6, 2021, when the United States government murdered my child, they took so much more from me than just my daughter because it shattered my belief in what this country stands for. When I was growing up, we were a country of greatness. And now we're starting to fall away. And uh, I can't believe that my country is doing this. Since this January, uh, they open up for people out here to visit. go in to visit. Have you gone in to visit? Every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday. So over my shoulder is Freedom Corner, and it's become a very, very hallowed place in the sense that there was a time where our J6ers were on this side of the prison. So come on over here over to the wall. And as we sing the national anthem uh, at the corner, 
every night without fail. And they sing the national anthem, and inside the gulag over here, the prisoners sing along. And a lot of times we can do jail calls and connect. And we know that they, they hear us because they'll flash, they're able to flash the lights. And through these windows, you'll see the lights come on and off. Three, two, one. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held as the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars something we would look forward to and um, at some point the warden or whoever the officials are uh, wanted to rob them of that joy and they moved them away from the corner so we were not able to connect the same way special place though look around you this is where the swamp wants our J6ers there's still a disconnect with most Americans that don't associate what happened on November 3rd, 2020 with January 6th. But the reality is everyone that's rotting in there right now uh, is in there because of what happened on November 3rd. Coming to Freedom Corner will put pep in your step on counting the cost and truly asking yourself, Am I doing enough? And uniformly the answer is no. And the reason that you know that the answer is no is because John Mellis, Jake Lang, Brian Samsel, um, they're in there right now. So my travels, um, they really don't mean anything in comparison to what they're going through. Although I should say I'm not sure whether Lord... So many J6ers locked away by a weaponized government. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. So I'm going to make the assumption that there was more than one, more than five, more than ten and that you're ducking uh, the, the question. I can't, again, I just can't speak to that here, but I'm happy to get the court filing that- Look, it's been two years. But how do you change that government when our politicians are selected rather than elected? When everyone is too scared to talk about the slave master that made it all possible. In the simplest of terms, we use proprietary machines that use programs to steal, shuffle, dilute, and plunder our most valuable property interest, our votes. And our votes are our voices. So while the J6ers wear real chains, we continue to wear invisible ones. Oh, how I dream of breaking through the feed that keeps us asleep. To change the movie we've been watching. To expose the lies one by one. What if I could change the feed? I can see it now. I'm on my way.
Awake America. Awake. Welcome to another episode of Break That Feed, Election Edition. Here's Chad, a naive, well-meaning voter who has no clue about elections. Chad is under the feed, unable to think for himself. Hey, is that true? Seeking to break that feed is Professor Clements, who believes the machines are easily subverted and should be eliminated. Assisting Professor Clements is Earl, River Valley's audiovisual technician and janitor, who will help separate fact from fiction with a playlist ready to go on his handy-dandy video cart. And they will face off against the River Valley election staff and representatives of Domination Systems Incorporated. They'll do whatever they can to keep Chad blissfully ignorant about any problems facing our election systems. Will Professor Clements have what it takes to break that feed? The contestants will be moving through a series of election stations. As Team Domination's claims are put to the test, our audience will provide pass-fail grades. And at the end of the show, Chad will have to make his decision about our elections. Will he stay comfortably numb, or will he break free from the feed? First up, we have Betty. She is one of the sweet volunteers that check in voters with fully digital e-poll books. I am really looking forward to voting today. Let me grab my ID card. <laughs> Oh, that's not necessary. Our poll books provide an up-to-date list of everyone who has shown up across the state thus far, making it impossible for anyone else to get your ballot. All I need is your last name. Betty, how do you compile a real-time list of who has shown up across the state? Wouldn't you need an internet connection and remote access capability? Our domination election vendors have assured us that our machines do not hook up to the internet. Well, that's the start of round one, and Betty starts us off with three amazing claims. Use of the e-poll books are safe even without voter ID, there is no internet connection, and no remote access capability. What say you, Professor? Let's get started. All right, here we go. So in the case of the electronic poll books, the legitimate connection to the network is to verify two things, that the person presenting themselves to vote is a registered voter and has not already voted in this election. Dallas County spent $4 million to buy 4,200 of these new electronic polling books from the same company that makes the county's voting machines. While these voting machines aren't connected to the internet, the polling books, which has voters' information, are. The polling books that we'll be using are fully compatible with our rigorous um, security system. What we saw in Dallas was that about 15 minutes before the polls closed, there was no one in line and the count of people who had checked in started increasing. They just jumped again. And the worker noticed that said, hey, what's going on here? The number's going up and we haven't checked in any more voters. I'm now at 817. I'm 1089 now. There was a command coming into that poll book to say, check in this voter. Dr. Doherty is correct. Experts are finding dedicated modems that directly connect with the e-poll books to relay real-time data. It's not just Dallas where e-poll books are being taken over remotely. During a Georgia Senate investigative hearing, a poll worker described how her poll book was taken over by Dominion Voting. I understood that the voting system was separated um, from the world by an air gap that they're not connected to the internet. What I thought I heard you say is that you were able to contact Dominion, they were able to fix the problem. That indicates to me that somehow they're able to communicate with the device that you have. Yes, sir, they were. I had to give them permission to take over my pull pad so that they could reprogram it. SISA teamed with states across the country to implement connectivity to AT&T's first net network. 
Curiously, just after rampant fraud in Georgia's elections was exposed, AT&T's central office in Nashville, which served the region, was destroyed in a Christmas Day bombing. Finally, if you have a voting convenience center, by law, by law, it has to be hooked to the internet. Well, let's check in with our audience on Team Domination's claims thus far. Safe even without voter ID? No internet connection? And no remote access capability? All right, a rough start, Betty. It makes you wonder why we're even using electronic poll books. There is a much more nefarious reason as to why they are being used. As people are voting, all I really need to know is who's showing up. So the internet-connected poll books tell me that. So if I have access to the voter registration database and those e-poll books, I can model the election. I know how many votes I need to inject. You see people that are stuffing ballots into drop boxes across your state. Did anyone think to ask, where did that mule get the information to stuff a particular drop box in a particular precinct? with a certain number of ballots for a certain candidate. They're not going to these drop boxes blindly. There's a candidate that ran for office in Santa Fe. Her name's Catherine Clark. And she was getting her own copy of poll book data throughout election day. Morning, midday, afternoon, until the close of the polls on election day. At about three o'clock in the afternoon, she received a very curiously worded email from the Secretary of State that here is another set of poll book data just for you. And when you look at the digital record, you see that in the county that she ran for office, where over 70% of the ballots were accounted for, that number went to zero for 12 minutes. Right after receiving an email at 3.27 p.m., in other counties we saw gains of 20% the vote in 12 minutes. Catherine Clark wasn't just a candidate on a ballot in Santa Fe. She was also an official of the Democrat Party. She was also a political operative that ran campaigns for other candidates throughout the state of New Mexico. And she was receiving poll book data for all 33 counties. So when you couple that with what you saw in 2000 Mules, it presents a very compelling picture of manipulation. Well, Betty, let's see if you can restore confidence with the voters at the next station. Since we've checked chat in, I will now hand him a paper ballot with anti-counterfeit measures. I'm also handing him a special black felt tip marker so he can fill out his voting sections with ease. Chad can rest easy knowing that the only one that is going to fill out and submit the ballot is him. Impressive. Next video, please. There were many, many problems discovered during the Maricopa audit. So in the first place, the Senate subpoenaed the ballots and the Board of Supervisors delayed five months before they delivered the ballots. Out of 1,600 something boxes, all but about 50, the seals were missing or had been broken. There was no chain of custody on them. Dominion has a very specific requirement for ballot paper to be used in a Dominion scanner. So we're talking about something that's four or five times thicker than an ordinary sheet of, of paper. It has to be manufactured by the Roland Paper Company in Canada, and it has to have an infrared fluorescent watermark on it. Inside the scanner, there's an infrared light and a detector to make sure that the ballot that's been inserted is not counterfeit. But when the citizen auditors actually got to look at the ballots, they found nine or 10 different kinds of paper, most of which came from Staples and Office Max. You say, well, how is this possible that they scanned two million ballots and didn't detect and reject the counterfeit paper? It's very simple. There's a configuration setting to turn the detector off. So basically, the machine was set not to check whether the paper being inserted was counterfeit paper. And 
You can count counterfeit ballots as many times as you want and get the same numbers. But that doesn't mean that they were legitimate ballots because they weren't. Acceptance of counterfeit ballots wasn't just relegated to Dominion tabulators in Arizona. In Alabama, a citizen went across the street and printed a ballot image on notebook paper. The machine accepted and tabulated the votes on every single ballot. So in other words, you can make you can make copies, copies yes. of one ballot yes. and send them through. Just send them through. So this yep. is why we need to be watching yes. to make sure. Betty, those tabulators are gobbling those fake ballots like they were at an early bird Chinese buffet. And it looks like our audience has seen enough. On to the remaining claims. In these tabulators also exists a printer. So while you're scanning, if you happen to have empty ovals, the machine can fill out your ballot. Now you notice that some things are circled. But if you just look at the image on a screen, you can't tell that there's anything wrong here. But when we put our fingers on this physical ballot, we noticed a couple things. That these two ballot ovals were filled out by the machine. And the only reason why we caught this is that when you use a ballpoint pen, you can feel the indentations. Now, isn't it curious that every rhino, Democrat, and election worker says, don't use a ballpoint pen, use a felt tip pen. Make sure that you use black ink only. And why are they saying that? Because that's what's in the cartridge. And if you use blue ink on a ballpoint pen, you'll be able to see the difference. Here, during one of eight county audits, Aaron confronts an election administrator with ballot after ballot being filled out by machine and hand. So here's seven more. The administrator would do nothing with the evidence presented. Most of the months, I think we need to stop. I think you need to do your job. The audience has spoken. Chad, what will you do? I don't feel great about my ballot going through one of those machines. Chad, while this won't solve all your problems, why don't you use this blue ballpoint pen? It will at least make it harder for bad actors to cheat. Give that blue pen to me. All right, while Chad is filling out his ballot, we'll head over to the next station. Betty has tagged out, and replacing her is Heinrich Coomer, a domination machine expert who is standing by the Dominator 5000 tabulator. Chad, there's no remote access capability with the Dominator 5000. That means no modems, no chipsets, uh, no need for networks like Verizon, AT&T, or Sprint. Uh, it's impossible to flip votes and make sure that at the end of election night, we perform a little audit called a canvas. Uh, what wireless chipset slash modem does the hardware hit? Uh, we support a variety. Verizon, at or t or Sprint, assuming all? Uh, yeah, all, all networks. Currently in Chicago and Cook County, we work with Verizon to um, secure that network. Voting machines are not connected to the internet. This is something that you hear all the time in the U.S. from election officials. Um, unfortunately, it's not actually true. Um, and many new voting machines come with um, uh, 4G wireless modems so that they can be connected to the internet from the polling place in order to upload the results faster. Whoa, that didn't take long. And you look and sound just like the guy on the video we just played. That guy's name was Eric, E-R-I-C. My name is Heinrich, and that guy is talking about Dominion voting systems. I work for Domination Voting Systems. They sound similar, but are very different. See, take a look at the logos. Now, I'll admit that video didn't help Team Domination, but no vote switching is happening. We'll see about that. Nation State Vulnerability Expert Jeff Lenberg, who had top national security clearances at Sandia Labs over a 31-year career, was called to inspect both Dominion and ESNS machines in Michigan after 7,000 votes belonging to Trump were awarded to Biden. Here's what he had to say. Our team documented in Antrim external access to the EMS by an anonymous user, okay, with no credentials. 
That means they had full access to all of that software that was on. If they want to download that software, figure out how to subvert it, get back in, make changes, they can do anything they want to. This system was subverted. And the reason is that these indices that shifted had the effect of Biden's votes being thrown away, Trump's totals being awarded to Biden, and Jorgensen's totals being awarded to Trump. After gaining access to a forensic image of the Dominion Election Management System in Mesa County, Colorado, IT experts demonstrate how easy it is to switch tens of thousands of votes from Trump to Biden in seconds by simply changing the index number next to each candidate's name. This is a, a backdoor utility called SQL Server Management Studio that is actually installed on the image of the voting system. So is it certified? It is not on the list of certified software. What I'm going to do first, I'm just going to pull up the presidential results in Mesa County for that election. And here they are. You can see Biden has 31,000, Trump has 56,000. Okay. So I'm going to come up here now and I'm going to make a quick change. Change that. You change that to a two. Yep. I'm changing Trump to a one. Okay. And then I'm going to come up here and I'm going to rerun it. Report. And there you go. Biden, 56,000, Trump, 31,000. So I just flipped the results of the election using a tool that's actually built in to the voting system. And what I did is not even logged. There's no trace of what I just did now. For some reason, uh, the logging of activities by a user that has the password are not retained. In Pennsylvania on live TV, Trump had 1,690,589 votes, while Biden had 1,252,537 votes. The time was approximately 11.08 Eastern Standard Time. The next interval report shows Trump's votes decreasing to 1,670,631, and Biden's votes increasing to 1,272,495. The time is approximately 11.09 p.m. Live on CNN, exactly 19,958 votes were switched from Trump to Biden. This means Trump lost 39,916 votes. During the 2021 election in California, 351,000 votes in favor of recalling Governor Gavin Newsom were deleted live on air. Impossible to flip votes? Survey says, fail. Um, again, that's Dominion. Uh, I work for Domination. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do a canvas where we will compare the tabulator printout tape with the computer results. So for example, if you were to load seven ballots right here, right now, um, let's say uh, one for an independent candidate, two for Biden and four for Trump, everything would match perfectly. Let's put that claim to the test. So this first ballot is for Jorgensen. Yeah, this ballot is for Biden. Next ballot is for Biden. Next ballot is for Trump. 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 And that's the seventh one. Okay, we finished our election. We've done seven. So now, now we're going to close the polls. Now, while it's printing this, I will point out the modification that we made. What we did is for the presidential race, we swapped Biden and Trump votes. We did not change the senatorial race and we swapped the congressional race. So that's what we're looking for. What we see is Joe Biden got four, Donald Trump got two, 
and Joe Jorgensen got one. So you'll notice Biden and Trump votes are swapped. In the presidential race, what you notice now is Joe Biden has four, Donald Trump has two, Joe Jorgensen has one. So what you see is the results now match the tape printout here. So when you do the canvas, they will match. But they're not correct. They don't match the ballots. You have to be being kidding me. Fail! Three stations down, and it's as if the entire atmosphere has changed at River Valley. The machines and ballots, this very gymnasium has lost much of its luster. But the show must go on. Chad, please feed your ballot into the Dominator 5000, though I'm unsure what good it will do. Next up, we have John Fostos, CEO of Domination Systems. I see that I'm losing you, Chad. Time to call in the boss. And Mr. Fostos. Um, Mr. Fostos, I hate to bother you, but it appears we are losing one of our slaves. I mean, customers. Did you tell him that domination systems are, by design, meant to be used as closed systems that are not networked, meaning they, they are not connected to the internet? I tried to, um, um, did you show uh, Chad my 60 Minutes interview? Uh, that makes me look really sympathetic. People have been put into danger. Their families have been put into danger. Their lives have been upended and all because of lies. I haven't had the time, boss. This David and Earl keep countering all our vendor uh, approved talking points. It need to matter to me. Chad, I will concede that uh, voter fraud occasionally happens from time to time. And kudos to the experts um, that have demonstrated a few votes being switched in a handful of locations across the country. Um, don't want to let a few minor examples spoil your perception of our elections. There is no widespread election fraud. There are no computer algorithms and domination is one of many vendors. The election process is highly decentralized with checks and balances, with transmission of sensitive data being protected by the air gap. The amount of systemic fraud being suggested by Professor Clements runs contrary to the Department of Homeland Security's assertion that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. The Department of Homeland Security are the good guys. They protect us from cyber attacks. All right, the stage is set for station four. No widespread fraud through computer algorithms. The voting system is highly decentralized and protected by the air gap. Professor, the ball is in your court. One of the most vital election records to analyze in determining whether systemic election fraud is present is called a cast vote record summary. Experts will study the record to see if the sequence of votes being cast by voters reflects a natural pattern and whether it adheres to the law of large numbers. The law of large numbers governs scientific polling and many quality control practices. Maricopa County has over 2 million registered voters. Someone's running for office. They do not make 2 million phone calls and say, do you mind telling me who you plan to vote for? They make 400 phone calls at random. Candidate says, well, I want a more accurate poll. Okay, call a thousand people. You don't have to call two million people because the sample is random. It doesn't matter which thousand you pick as long as there was no pattern to the way you picked it. One of the citizen auditors gave an interview and she said the box of ballots that I went through to inspect was seven Biden, one Trump, seven Biden, one Trump, seven Biden, one Trump, seven Biden, one Trump. People do not line up that way at a polling place. Transfer that concept to elections. An election is a poll. The ballot that you're marking shows your preference for a certain candidate. So you would expect to see within the CVR the same phenomena that you see in polling, which is some variability in the beginning and then a flat line. Instead, what we're finding is a spike for a predetermined candidate and a linear drive towards a predetermined set point. And I looked at the curve and I said, that's a PID controller. So what's a PID controller? Well, it's proportional integral derivative. It is the simplest closed loop feedback system. That graph 
reminded me very much of an airplane coming in for a landing when the runway is completely fogged in. Then the pilot pushes a button that says Cat 3 Autoland, and the plane gets the beacon and says, where's the start of the runway? Aim for it at a three degree glide slope. And there's a strong gust of wind and it bumps the plane's nose up. Did the computer know there was going to be a strong gust of wind to bump the nose up? No, but it knows it's not on a three degree glide slope and if it continues this direction, it's not gonna land at the start of the runway. And it says, decrease attitude and get back on the three degree slope to hit the start of the runway. Let me put two races side by side, which are completely different in every respect. So two different counties, Pima County, Maricopa County. Two different machines, ESNS and Dominion. Two different races, we'll take county sheriff and president. That means two different pools of voters. Two big peaks, two to one slope, 25% of the way, there was a little bump and it tracked on down. In Pima County, 16 of the 17 races were won by the Democrat. One race was won by the Republican with exactly the same curve. But what this tells me is that at the bottom, all of the election software is the same. In fact, over 400 cast vote records have been analyzed in over 300 counties across the country. And we're finding the same phenomena, a spike for a predetermined candidate, a linear drive towards a predetermined set point that violates the law of large numbers, that is predictive and therefore impossible. How is it that Congress routinely holds a meager 25% approval rating, yet the candidates win election after election? It appears all have booked a flight on the PID Express. Destination victory is all but guaranteed when you use the proprietary black boxes.